When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 3 Episode 16 already, uh, chapter titled Stormy Weather I'm Alden I'm Tanya <laughs> I'm the boy I'm the girl This is Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World um, Hi, what's everyone been up to? What's Tanya been up to? Tanya's been up to really nothing, like Right? I don't think I've been up to anything, have I? I've been watching Steven Universe again. Yeah, it's it's time for the last few episodes of Steven Universe. So Ever. Yeah, so Tanya's super emotional about it, and we're, we're re-watching stuff. I'm very, very sad. She is. Um, that's it. I Did I say this last week? We got tickets to go see the movie in the movie theater. March 23rd, look at your nearest movie theater and see if they are doing the event of the Steven Universe movie sing-along in theaters at 7 p.m. Because you should go. It it would be a thing. Like, it would I'm, be a thing? Yeah, I'm excited to go. I looked up to see if the tickets had sold out last night and they are not sold out at the theater that we're going to in fact it's not even half full so go to our theater so everyone fly out here and go to the cinemark in centerville that was very specific um anyway so that's all we've been up to i haven't been up to anything um we're just gonna get right to the episode yeah of course this week we watched boy meets world season three episode 16 Chapter title, Stormy Weather. Tanya? Yes? Blurb me. Up. Okay. Up. (laughs) The blurb for season three, episode 16, Stormy Weather is, Eric learns that fame is as unpredictable as the weather. The weather, you say? The weather. What kind of weather is it? I don't know. What kind of weather has it been lately? Here? Yeah, it's been warm. Um, It's been spring weather. It's very wonderful. Yeah. Today's a little chilly. We've got a lot of wind. Yeah, can't, can't stay out there for very long. We have had, like, no snow this year. Thank goodness. No, not thank goodness. We're going to have so many bugs in the spring. That's not thank goodness. You ready for ticks? We uh, already... Our dog had a tick on him. Exactly. Because we didn't have a winter. That's true. <sighs> I like winter. Um, I hate winter. But this, I understand it's necessary. This episode was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Suvin... Ma- Suvin? What? Susan Suvin? Ma- Susan Myers and Jeff Minnell. Uh Classroom or not, Tanya? Not. Why? Because we are coming down the stairs into the kitchen. Along with Eric, who is coming down the stairs into the kitchen. He's all dressed spiffy in like a suit and stuff. And, and Amy says something about like, you're up early. Uh, and Alan said something about Eric singing, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work I go. Yeah. Well, he says, yeah, he says he heard you. He knew you were going to work because I heard you singing hi ho from the shower. And Eric goes, because it's off to work. I go. And they point out that like he's not really supposed to be going to work before school. Mm -hmm. Um, He's only supposed to be interning for the news in the evening. And he's like, well, if I help so and so uh, unlace their shoes. Jimmy Jellybean. Jimmy Jellybean. 
The Clown. I never wrote that one down. Uh, well, it's because Jimmy Jellybean's a crown- clown, and then uh, he's the sports anchor after he takes off all of his clown makeup. To which Corey says... Hi, I'm Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what he says. He says, I was taught how to potty train by a sportscaster. Mm. That's just messed up. And I was like, Why? What, is that what you were like? Yeah. Compelling argument. I know. And uh, Eric, uh, well, they start telling Eric that, like, you got to go to school. And he says, guys, this school's just not the most important thing in my life right now. This is, you know, this is my career. I could I could be doing this forever. And uh, Alan says, well, if you put this much work into your schoolwork, maybe you wouldn't have had to take this class, even this internship after all. And Eric said, Ted. I wasn't failing class because I didn't understand it. I was failing because I'm lazy and I didn't feel like doing it. Which is literally like 70% of all American youth. (laughs) Like, they could totally do it. They just don't want to. Um, Like, they don't want to put in 100%. I also want to point out, like, he's not wrong. Like, he's almost finished with high school. Like, if his parents had been like, can you please just get through high school? Like... I think they, I don't care what your grades are. Just like get through it. Like you can put in a ton of effort at this job. I understand that it's an important thing for you, but like just at least walk. Like get through high school and get your diploma. But Eric wouldn't have done that. Um, but anyway, he goes to start to leave for work, and Amy and Alan are like, uh, "Don't forget, you're supposed to take your brother to school." And Eric goes, "Oh." As much as I love driving Miss Corey, uh, I don't think that's in the plans today. I got to get to work. And Corey's like, that's fine. I'll just walk to school in a blizzard. And then I'm going to freeze my butt off and I'll just go through life buttless. Um, it is a blizzard outside. Mm-hmm. Like here, school would have been closed before that snow even started. Not in 1996. That's true. No, in 1996, we would have had school in this weather. In in 2020, our kids get uh, get let out of school because it's really cold out. Like, it's not even raining or snowing. They just don't go to school because it's cold. I'm okay with that. <sighs> it never bothers me. I'm like, oh, thank God they don't have to go to school in this. Kids these days. They uh, don't know how good they have it. So in our day, we had to walk 25 miles in our sock feet just to get the mail. Tanya also pointed out that Corey goes to leave in the blizzard and he is wearing both of his mittens. Both mittens. Also, Eric got a haircut. Eric did get a haircut. for His His hair was like shoulder length Mm -hmm. in the last episode and now he's got like a bowl cut. No, they wanted to make him more TV presentable. Both good looks for him. A little more weatherman. A little more weatherman Still not very weatherman mm, Maybe. If he had gotten like, I don't know, like an old man haircut, then it would be more weatherman He's nah. still, it was still like a little boy haircut. Yeah, but he's 17. It'd be weird if he had an old man haircut at 17. Which, by the way, he says he's 17. He's turning 18 in two days. Let me do what I want. Good point. Um, Sort of, yes, but... <laughs> All right, we'll get into the episode. We'll get into the episode where we can't discuss what happens in the first <laughs> section just because we're tired. 
Okay. So um, Corey has both of his mittens and he goes to leave and it's a blizzard. And he's like, I can, it'll be fine. It's not the end of the world. And then he goes out and then he runs back in and he goes, it's the end of the world. To which point, like at that point, I would have been like, you know what? You shouldn't be walking to school in this. You shouldn't be going to school Well, in this. we've already discussed your feelings about the cold. Go back to bed. Read a good book. Enjoy your day off. You get a snow day. You mean it's 42 degrees outside? Just lay back. Don't go to school. It's fine. Uh, it, it was snowing so hard. Anyway, uh, so now we cut to Feeney's classroom. Feeney's classroom. He's talking about uh, Abraham Lincoln. Freeing the slaves and how it was a political and um, moral Moral. move. Mm -hmm. And it made the Civil War anything less than civil. Um, And then the the bell rings and everyone starts to leave. And as they're leaving, Eric like kind of sneaks in around the people leaving and goes to like the back of the line and then stands up and like he was there the whole time. And Mr. Feeney is like, Mr. Matthews. And he's like, oh, oh, great class, Feeney. Great class. And Mr. Feeney says, now, if you understand, if you don't have this assignment done, uh, and Eric goes, no, you, you don't have to worry about me. You know, I'm here now. I know I was I was late, but I'm here now. And once I'm here, I give you 100%. And then his beeper goes off and he goes, oh, got to go. Um, and... Mr. Feeney tries to stop him. He goes, no, you don't understand. I got to go pick up this. Was it the panda for? It was uh, a toupee for the weekend anchor made out of anchor (laughs) made out of panda fur black with a little white stripe in it. And he says, but you didn't hear that from me. And Mr. Feeney goes, hey, uh, do your paper or you don't graduate. You didn't hear that from me. (laughs) So now we go to Mr. Turner's apartment. We do. Where... Dana's back. We have like, a, a we, recurring Sean girlfriend. Yeah, this is. I was really, really surprised. For like the second time. Um. So Dana's sitting on the couch, and Sean's kind of laying in our lap, and they're both reading. So they're studying. Like, what a great relationship. Yeah, and Sean's like, see, I who would have thought having a girlfriend would work out so great for me? Here we are, just actually studying. And then she like looks down and she's like, yeah. And he goes, are you reading? And she says, no. And they throw their books behind them. And start making out. And then Mr. Turner comes in and they like jump apart. Um, And he's like, I thought Dana was coming over to do homework. And he says, well, we were doing homework. And Dana slash Alex Mack says, um, yeah, well, it's my fault, Mr. Turner. Um, we were just, we were trying to study, and then look at this face, wouldn't you? And then, like, smushes his face, and Mr. Turner goes, uh, to be honest, it does look better that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to say, Dana, much more natural this episode. So much more natural. Like, like a million times more natural. It was yeah. like they watched the playback of the last episode and they were and she was like I cannot do that again Mm -hmm. because she was like almost just herself like who you see her be in everything else it was very good I was very impressed yeah she was much better um she didn't have to do like the whole like breathy like but we were just kissing and yeah like because now the pretense isn't just like she's just the good girl that Sean is dating now she's just a girl that Sean's dating and they're together so thank God, because that weird way of her talking was very distracting. Well, 
Either way, I don't think we have to get used to it too long because in walks Dana's mom to pick Dana up. Well, she doesn't walk in. She stops at the door and her and Jonathan make eyes at each other. Yeah. Like for like 25 minutes, they just like look at each other. Longer than the episode. And immediately Sean and Dana are uh, not okay with it. They're uncomfortable. And you can tell that they're like being flirty. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Jonathan and and what's her name? Susan. Mm -hmm. And Susan Estelle Jensen? Mm, No. Oh. And uh, Mr. Turner says, he makes some dumb joke. I don't even remember what the joke was. It was, um, Dana says, oh, mom, this is Mr. Turner. And she goes, you're old man Turner? And he goes, I left my walker at the school. And she starts laughing for like 30 minutes straight. So now this episode, between the 25 minutes of staring Tanya has told us and the 30 minutes of laughing, this episode is 55 minutes long. Yeah, that's why it took us so long to start recording today. Um, goodness gracious. So, but it, that's definitely a thing. Like, it's I know it's like a kind of a TV sitcom-y thing, but it felt very real. Like, it, she was over laughing because she liked him. Right. And it it made me uncomfortable because I realized, like, how often have I done that? How often have you done that? I don't know. How often have I done that? I mean, it's a telltale sign. Like, it is the, like, well, for me, as a person who's not super attractive and who's not, like, super cool, um, that's how you know, like, this girl likes me. Like, I've made her laugh way too hard about something that wasn't very funny. Did I do that? Because I do laugh at things very hard when they're not that funny. Well, you just do that in general. Yeah. So, like... I don't know. I scare my children with my laugh all the time. They had like a come to Jesus talk with me about it last weekend when I was with them about how sometimes at night they'll be like almost off to dreamland and they'll hear me burst out laughing and they'll scare the crap out of them. Yeah, I believe it. It's very loud. It's very like forceful. It doesn't. I don't mean for it to be. It makes me very self-conscious. But just so you know, I didn't do it because I liked you. That's just who I am. No, I know. I know. There's many reasons for me to realize that you don't like me very much. I love you. Uh, anyway, so it, there's clearly some chemistry there. And that's what I liked about it. Is they didn't even like say anything mm-hmm. flirty. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, no. Yeah. And, and Dana and Sean could feel it, too. And Dana like walks her mom out like we got to go. And as soon as the door closed, Sean gets up in Mr. Turner's face and he's like, what was that? What were you doing? You were flirting with her. And Mr. Turner's like, no, I wasn't. That's just, you know, just, that's her mom. You know, it's fine. Uh, but just in case, like next time you're over there, um, I might need to get a hold of you. So can you go ahead and give me her number? And Sean says, it's, <laughs> he said, it's 1-800-TAKE-A-COLD-SHOWER. And... Uh, the phone rings, Mr. Turner goes and he picks it up. And it's a really old, huge cordless phone that has an antenna that you have to pull up. Uh-huh. So it takes him like three hours to turn on the phone. So this episode is now three hours and 55 minutes long. Um, but he answers the phone and he goes, oh, hey, Susan. And then he like pulls the phone away from his mouth and he looks at Sean and he goes, it's Dana's mom from the car. From the car? How did she do that kind of magic? She had a car phone. Oh, I used to have a car phone in my minivan. 
That phone was so cool, and it was so expensive to place phone calls. It was. Um, so anyway, we go to the TV station now. Mm-hmm. W-R-P-R. I made that up. I don't remember. We go, and Eric is amazing at his job. He's really good. He made me feel like I'm mediocre at my own job. He is, like, well. on top of everything. Um, the station manager, Pat, he's like... Hey, do you have the reports for such and such? And Eric's like, they're on your desk. And he's like, okay, well, don't forget to put such and such on my desk. He's like, already on your desk. And he's like, and your dog is getting neutered as we speak. And Pat goes, he was only supposed to get a shampoo. And And Eric looks like he's going to pass out and die. And Pat goes, just joking. Uh, But Eric starts talking about how Cal, whatever, Cal... Kestis? No, that's the Jedi. <laughs> it, so he starts talking about, like, do you ever get, like, starstruck when he's around? Like, mm-hmm. is it weird when he's around? Uh, and and Pat's like, no, he's just a regular guy. Just go talk to him. Just, you know, talk to him on the left side. That's the only side he likes to talk to people on. So Eric, like, runs over to him and he tries to talk to him and he stands on his, like, he runs around him to his left side and starts talking to him while Tanya yawns as I'm making a conversation. And uh, Cal, like... Um, explains to him like, "Hey, no, you don't. You don't have to think anything. Uh, you don't have to think I'm important. We're all important here, all the way from the top, all the way down to you." Ah, uh, and then he's like, "You think you can do my pants?" And my pants, yeah. And Eric's like, "Yeah, sure." And he takes his pants off right there in the middle of the studio. That could not fly in 2020. It probably could. He was wearing boxers. Um. Maybe. But Guys anyway. can do that. They wear boxers. Girls cannot do uh, that. You, you can't. You can't do that at your job. But I mean, if you walk... are at the top of the food chain, you can do that wherever. No, it does you, not matter. You can't. There's been so many things over the last few years. He it's very clear. He didn't whip it out. He just took his pants it, off. I am very concerned with what happens at your job. <laughs> no one's walking. You just woke or... the kids up. <laughs> Why is my laugh so loud? I don't know. I'm debating not editing that one down. Just no, please edit that one down. Just so we can really get like the. I don't, I'm aware and I'm very self conscious uh, of it, and I just I'm never gonna laugh again. I'm gonna be a sad person <laughs> forever. Uh, so anyway, we cut to the hallway at school, um, where Eric is walking through with a head. Yes. He has uh, like a styrofoam head or like a mannequin head. It has a face though. It's not like one of the ones like what I have, those creepy ones that don't have a face. Oh, because everybody knows what you're talking about. Um, I have a creepy styrofoam face that doesn't actually have like eyes and stuff. It just has the indentations, but I use it for like when I crochet hats. But it's got the toupee on it. It has the panda toupee. Uh, and Mr. Williams. Yeah. Runs over and he's like, Eric. Uh, and he's like, well, thank you so much for getting me that, that internship. And That's that's Eli for all of you who don't remember who Mr. Williams is. Because I always forget that his last name is Williams. Uh, everyone who listens is way better at remembering than we are. We don't know that. Uh, so Eric is like, oh, I'm not, so, I know I'm Mr. Class, but I got to go. Um, this this toupee, if, if, if he doesn't get it, if, if the toupee doesn't go on, he doesn't go on. And... Eli's like, just because you're on the news now doesn't mean you get to to skip your assignments. And he just like looks angrily as Eric runs away. Uh, and it cuts to the, the TV studio again. And Eric is d- 
doing his thing, and Eli walks in and like brushes off his jacket, and he's like, "Cause it's still snowing, still blizzarding." Cause he's like, "Some blizzard out there, huh?" And Eric goes, "Yeah, it's so blizzardy. You missed your spot by about six miles. The school's that way." So he's saying that Mr. Williams should be at school right now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then Mr. Williams is like, "So did you, apparently?" So I guess. Eric is also supposed to be at school right now. Yeah. But then they're about to go live with the five o'clock news. Was it the five o'clock yes. news? Well, maybe he came by after school. He said he missed the school. Yeah. Eric wasn't in school. Mm. And then Eli came by after school. Oh, I guess maybe. I was confused for a minute about the fact that they're talking about school and then it's about to be the five o'clock news. Um, but anyway, Eli, remember, used to work at the news station. That's mm-hmm. how Eric got the internship, or at least he put in the good word for Eric to get the interview. Um, and Pat comes over and he's like looking at his watch. He's like, where is he? He's nowhere. And we go on in like one minute. And then Eli looks over, or he looks over at Eli and they make eye contact and he goes, Eli, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and Eli's like, what? And he goes, oh, you're just, you're gloating because you don't work here anymore. And Eli's like, no, I'm not. Minute 15. Pat is a very enjoyable character. Oh, he's great. So is Eli. All yeah. the, all of these characters. Yeah. But Pat is so like minuscule. And every time he was on the screen, it made me really happy. It's true. Uh, um, so they're like, what are we going to do? And Eric was like, oh, we'll have, you know, so-and-so, whoever the clown mm-hmm. guy is, have him do it. And he's like... He can't do it. He's half clown. So Eric goes over to the green screen. He's like, it's not that difficult. Anyone can do it. All he has to do is come over here, grab the clicker, point at the different things and be like, this is happening over here and this is happening over here. And meanwhile, Eli and Pat are standing there dumbfounded because like he's a natural at it. Mm -hmm. And Pat goes, where did you learn how to do that? And he goes, I've been studying Cal. And he goes, all right, Eric, you're going to do it. And he's like, what? And they quickly run over and start doing his makeup. And then they yell, there's no time. And then they back off and they count down five, four, three, two, one. And they start the news like, mm-hmm. welcome to the five o'clock news from KBPP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing that one down either. Um, and this is filling in on the weather is Eric Matthews. And he goes, it's me. <laughs> Um, so then we go to the kitchen. Yeah, it cuts to the kitchen. Obviously, later that night, it's dark out. And Feeney and Amy and Alan are all sitting at the table. And Eric comes barging in. And he's like, did you guys see me? What did you think? And Amy immediately comes over and gives him a huge hug. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. You did such an amazing job. I can't believe you did it. You're like, so handsome. You were so handsome. Um, and Feeney comes over and he's like, yeah, you did great, which is, was really sweet. Uh-huh. And Eric says, okay, well, I, my parents kind of have to lie. I want your opinion, Mr. Feeney. Because you don't Feeney. love me as much. You don't love me. Uh, was I better at five or 10? And Mr. Feeney says, actually, I was here to talk to you about your missing history paper. And Alan says, George was here telling us about all the school you've missed and how you're going to fail out of school. Like, you're not going to graduate. And Eric was like, 
Oh, and Amy says, but don't worry, he has a plan for you to make it all up. And Eric is just like, okay, what is it? Anything you need me to do, I'll do it. And Feeney's like, uh, um, 2,000 word essay on uh, restructuring after the Civil War. And Eric is like, all right, you got it. When is it due? And he's like, Friday. And he's like, oh, that's not in my five-day forecast. He says, I'm working at the weather station. All, I mean, I'm working at the news I'm station call all week. week. Um, so I'm not going to be able to fit it in. And and then Alan says, you're going. Um, fit it in. I'm not going to have you not graduate high school. And Eric says, look, I'm 18 in an hour. Um I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be there. I mean, he says he won't be going to school. He's, and then the next morning, yeah, we're back. We're back in the kitchen. We're in the same spot. We're back in the kitchen, and Morgan is sitting there at the table. And Eric, um, well, Eric hasn't come down yet. And Morgan is just like, I can't believe I'm gonna be the first Matthews to graduate college. And Corey goes, What about me? And she goes, Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, and Eric walks down the stairs then, and he's all, like, grouchy. Well, and... he's very subdued. He's not his normal, like, cheery self. Yeah. And he seems kind of angry because Corey walks over to him and tries to talk to him, and Eric is just like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, I was just going to say happy birthday. And and Eric is like, oh, well, um, you might want to make sure you have a hat because there's another storm coming through. And Corey's like, you're really good at that. Yeah, I've got my hat. And like off he goes out into the blizzard again. Mm-hmm. And Amy and Alan are like standing up against the counter and they're just sort of like calculating their next move. I guess sort of seeing what Eric is doing. He's obviously getting ready for work. Well, you could you could kind of see Amy being thoughtful, and you could kind of see uh, Alan being angry. And I guess like Amy basically is just like, um, so you're heading to work, huh? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to work. And Amy was like, I, you know, we had kind of hoped that you would have changed your mind. And Alan's getting like angry. Well, and and she- Amy says, we agreed. That we were going to calm down. she says something like, well, how did you sleep last night? And he goes, I slept like a baby. And Alan goes, yeah, because you are one. <laughs> and she's like, hey, we agreed to talk about this rationally. And, and take the night to calm down and um, have a mature discussion about this. And so they start talking and Alan is just getting mad. He's like, oh, I'm going to yell. I'm going to yell now. And he was like, no, like, don't do that. But Eric is saying, like, I am 18 now. I can do what I want. I'm choosing to go and work at the studio. I am choosing not to go to school. And that's that. And Alan says, well, if you're an adult, if you're ready for all this adult stuff, then you can start paying for the room that you sleep in, paying for your food, paying for your car insurance. How about all of that? And Eric Which, freaks out, and he's like, all right, fine. If, if my birthday present is rent to you, he pulls money out of his wallet, and he slams it on the counter, and he goes, "There's, there you go. Happy birthday. Well, there's breakfast anyway, and he storms out. Right. Which, um, I feel like, well, I definitely had these fights with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they were adamant that I would be out by 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever had these fights with your parents. No, but- not really. 
I mean, I was paying for my car insurance the moment I started driving. Mm-hmm. Like I was not allowed to get my license unless I had a way for to pay for my car insurance. Yeah, I didn't move out until I was 20. Um, I got kicked out when I was 17. Mm. Um, and then eventually I lived back with my parents for like half a year when I was 18. And then I never moved back in with my parents until I was 29. But... I had those fights mm-hmm. and I don't feel like those, I feel like those are fights that need to be saved. His birthday still should have been a sacred day. Right. And Amy agrees with you. Yeah. Amy is clearly not happy with Eric's decision, but she wants to make sure he's having a happy birthday because she, um, she tries to grab Eric on his way out the door as he's storming out. And he's like, what? And she goes, I just wanted to say happy birthday. And he's like, oh. And then he just walks out. Um, so now we go to Mr. Turner's apartment. Right. Which I assume is later in the day. And um, Sean and Dana are like sitting there, like two parents. Sean is actually like up and going back and forth. Like he's pacing back and forth. He's like, where are they? Why aren't they back yet? It, who goes on a date that's out later than nine o'clock? And she's like, Sean, your pacing is making me stressed out. Calm down. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, your nagging is really helping me. They're ridiculous. Um, so I guess so their parents essentially are on a date together. Right. And um, they as the moment that they start to calm down about it, all of a sudden, Dana's like, oh, no, what if they really, really, really like each other and they get married? And Sean's like, you're right. We've got to we've got to call them right now. So then they go start looking for whatever restaurant an Italian restaurant and uh, Sean's like okay that should be easy opens the phone book to find Italian he's and like he's there's like, more than one what are we gonna do and then as he says that the door opens up and they like run over and, and Sean, Sean gets like within kissing distance of Mr. Turner like grabs his, his collar starts looking at his chest and he's like, like Mr. Turner says what are you doing and he says <laughs> I'm looking for lip marks she's trying to seduce you and Dana's like she is my mother and Sean goes, well, she is trying to, to seduce my friend. And they're like, calm down, sit down. We need to have a talk with you. And Sean goes, oh, no, we're sisters. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nobody's anybody's sister. We had a really, really good time tonight. But we think it might be a little bit awkward for you if we date. So we're not going to see each other anymore. And Dana's like... What she now she's not good enough for you and storms off and and, and Eric or um Sean is like Sean says something along Sean says you didn't even give her a chance or you didn't give him a chance and they both like go running at, like he goes running after Dana and um then we go to the studio yeah back to the studio um Eric is in the middle of doing the weather report and uh starts. He gets given balloons and stuff like well, that. Well, he starts talking of he starts talking about how oh yeah school is closed. He's like schools are closed because thirty four inches of snow, so there's not going to be any school. Darn! And then he gets handed a note, and he goes, "Wait, I just got handed a note. It's from George Feeney. Says I don't think thirty four inches of school or thirty four inches, inches of school, school. thirty four inches of snow is going to close John Adams High, and you still have an." A history paper due. Welp, 
happy 100th birthday, Mr. Feeney, and then crumples up the note and throws it away. Um, and then they bring him over balloons, and they put a thing on the green screen that says, happy birthday, Eric. And a giant cake. And a giant cake in front of him, and... um. He's just like, thank you. This has been the best couple days of my life. This is wonderful, blah, blah, blah. And everybody starts to disperse like the show is over. And Pat is still there. And Eric's like, you know, I just want to thank you so much. This opportunity has meant the world to me. Um, Thank you for giving me this job. And Pat is like, I don't really want to be the one to tell you this, but I've got a real weatherman coming in from another town. And Eric gets kind of uncomfortable, and he's like, but, but I thought I'd done a great job. And he goes, you did, but, you know, you're, you're not a weatherman. You're a kid. And Eric goes, no, 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 you're, I get it. No, like this, I, I didn't think this would last forever. Um, that's that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, okay? And Pat is like, uh, you, you're really going to be okay being an intern again after being on the air? And Eric says, well, I kind of have to. You know, I dropped out of school. And Pat laughs and goes, wait. We got a problem here. Um, internships are only for students. Eric goes, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I, you can't be here. Um, uh, he says, you can look me up after you graduate. Like, you're a great guy. College. Oh, yeah, after you graduate college. After you have a, a degree, look me up because you're a great guy. And anybody would be lucky to have you. And I'm sure your parents are very happy to have raised a kid like you. And he this walked away. This is ridiculous. And then one day, he was not out of the school system yet. He still would have been able to do that internship. But. He decided to go back to school. But. Maybe he had seen Eric getting into trouble with school. Or maybe somebody had talked to him. Or Eli talked to him, Probably. Um, I don't think so. I what bet. happened? What happened was, I mean, he was okay with Eric being an intern mm-hmm. again. He was making sure Eric was okay with still being an intern, mm. and then Eric was like, "Oh, I dropped out of school." Why wasn't it like, well, you haven't been in school for one day, so now you can't ever intern? No, like he never was even taken out of the system, out of the school system. He's still a part of the school system. He could have absolutely interned still. That's true, but Eric didn't explain that. Eric said, I'm not in school anymore. That's true. So. I just don't understand why he wasn't like, hey, go back to school and you can continue your internship. I'm guessing because it's been too much on Eric. Um, But who knows? Pat's a great guy. That's all I know. Yeah, Pat's wonderful. And that's why. This was just one indiscretion. Or he is doing the right thing for Eric. Maybe. And... He walks away, and Alan, like, walks over, but he's got, like, a, a an Eagles hat on down low so people don't know who he is, I guess. Uh, well, I was thinking of it more as, like, a dog walking with their tail between their legs. He's very, mm. like, he's almost humbling himself. He's very upset. He really doesn't want to talk to Eric because he is uh, disappointed in himself for how he dealt with the situation. Right. Um, so he does kind of, like shamble in and he's like hey eric he shambles in yeah that's cute i like it and eric is like dad and he pulls off his hat and he goes whoa this place is way bigger than it way it looks way bigger on, than yeah, it, yeah looks way bigger on tv <laughs> like an awkward joke and an awkward laugh uh 
and Eric's like, yeah, whatever, like, um, it doesn't matter. I blew it anyway. Um, and Alan says, look, like, I need to talk to you. And Eric goes, look, if you're here to yell at me, it doesn't matter. I already got fired. And Alan says, no, 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 I need to, I need to apologize for the way I acted this morning. I, I really, really acted ridiculous this morning. And he talks about how it got him thinking about how when he graduated high school, his dad wanted him to go to college, and he went into the military instead. Yeah, and Eric goes, yeah, I knew that. And he says, yeah, well, you don't know how my dad reacted. And Eric goes, yeah, did he not say happy birthday to you on your 18th birthday? <laughs> you laugh, but man, that is serious. I uh, know, it's just funny the way he said it. Yeah, he said it perfectly. I felt the anger, and I agreed with the anger. Mm-hmm. Um But, you know, he's like, I was hurt by that. And I still like, I have a good life. I made my way. And sometimes I wish I had gone to college. And sometimes I'm happy with how I turned out. And everything, everything worked out and everything is fine. I'm really sorry for treating you that way. So they have like this heartfelt moment. And Eric goes, "Uh, you know, thanks, Dad. I really appreciate it. Um, He says something about how he's going to go back and try to figure out what to do about school. Um, And... Alan just holds out his hand and he's like, happy birthday, son. And Eric reaches out and grabs his hand and goes, happy birthday, dad. Wait, you know what I mean. And they hug. That's a sweet moment. Very sweet. Then we go to Feeney's class. Yes. Everybody's coming into Feeney's class. Oh, wait. No, just Eric is going into Feeney's class. Mind you, he's still dressed like he's an intern. Like he has on slacks and a button up that's tucked in. So now he just dresses professionally all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Mr. Feeney's like, you're here awfully early for someone who doesn't even attend school anymore. And Eric's like, well, uh, I changed my mind about that. Here is my paper that's due. I want to graduate. Here's 20,000 words on Abraham Lincoln and the Civil War. And Feeney's like, it it was supposed to be 2,000 words. And so Eric rips the first couple pages off and hands it to them. He's like, oh, that should do it. And so he and Feeney have a little talk about like, Feeney's like, you think you can just come in here and just you can just decide now to come back to school and graduate and all of that? And Eric was like, well, yeah, I'm going to do, like, I'm going to give it my all. And then everyone starts coming in and... Well, and Eric explains, like, I'm sorry, like, I got my butt kicked out there. Like, I tried the real world and it didn't work. It, it, it humbled me. Um, can you cut me some slack? Like, um... And Mr. Feeney goes, no, like, you can't be in school anymore. You dropped out. And Eric says, come on, how am I going to go get a new job? Like, I don't even have a high school diploma. And Mr. Feeney says, ah, so you did learn something. And um, he says, welcome back. And Eric, like, reaches out for him and he goes, don't hug me. (laughs) And then people start coming to the classroom and filling up the desk. And Eric is standing towards the front of the classroom and some kid goes to sit in the desk that he's standing right beside. And Eric, like, bullyishly stops the kid from sitting there. He's like, there's a seat in the back for you. And sits down in the front like, wow, he's sitting in the front. Good job, Eric. But he was kind of a dick to that kid. He was. But I bet that kid was like, damn, I get to sit in the back. I'm cool now. No, that kid never wanted to sit in the back. He liked Maybe. being in the front. Maybe. Um, and then Mr. Feeney opens up a book and puts it in front of Eric. And Eric touches his face and starts listening. I'm very aware of people touching Don't their touch faces. Don't touch your face. I'm so aware of it now. I see it on everything. Yes. Um, 
And then we go to the credit scene. Post credit scene? No, there is no post-credit scene. There's no. Our whole life is the post-credit scene. <laughs> yes, the post-credit scene is me going and picking up our children from my mother's house. Uh, anyway, we go to Chubby's, where Dana and Sean are making out, and they're like, I'm "So glad we're on each other's mouths instead of at each other's throats." and um sean was like we really really did overreact about this like people should be able to date who they want it was fine like i don't understand why we couldn't have been more mature about it and um dana's like i mean it's fine like my mom has moved on and and sean's like yeah so is jonathan and he's like in fact he's meeting someone tonight here at chubby's and Dana has gotten like a glazed over look on her face and isn't blinking. And she's like staring off. And Sean's like, Dana, did you hear me? He has a date at. And he goes and looks and he's like, oh, there he is. And Dana goes, oh, Mr. Turner is hitting on my aunt. And Sean goes, we're going to be cousins. And then they scream and then the episode ends. You know what my takeaway from that was? What? Mr. Turner is Sean's dad now. Oh, like, yeah. He, like, within a few months, what, five months, six months? Sure. Like, Sean legitimately looks at him like he is his dad more than his dad ever was. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's going to come to an end soon. I don't know. Maybe. But um, I think it's good for Sean to kind of see this instead mm-hmm. of his dad being a truck driver and... and there's nothing um, wrong with being a truck driver. No, no, but that wasn't Sean. Like, Sean didn't see himself in his dad at all. Right. Sean sees himself in Mr. Turner, so he's able to make... Um, um, he's per- he's able to have personal growth by watching right. Mr. Turner as opposed to watching his dad where he doesn't really kind of... Connect with him. Connect, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we've finished the episode in record time. Tanya, how did you feel about it? I love this episode because, one, Eric wasn't treated as, like, a stupid pawn in the episode. Like, it was an Eric-centric episode where he showed that he, like, was he making stupid decisions? Yeah. But at 17, I was making stupid decisions. And and you probably were making stupid decisions. And we all were because we were, were at that really weird age where we feel like we should be choosing things for ourselves And our parents are still choosing things for us. And even if the things that they're choosing for us were the right things, it still meant we were not choosing it for ourselves. Like, they weren't saying to Eric, balance this. They were basically, like, Alan 100% was saying either or. Right, Alan... And they were not giving him tips on how to balance things. Right. Alan was being his father. Right. And Amy was trying to stave off Alan. Mm-hmm. And nobody was focusing on the right thing to say to Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, the teachers, I mean, all of them were just saying, you have to turn this stuff in. Like, none of them were talking to him about what he needs to be doing and how he can juggle this. Right. And Eli especially could have been the one to kind of explain to him how to juggle it. Because he worked in the industry. But... I don't know if that would have mattered. Eric didn't want to listen. But they didn't even try. Right. And that was upsetting to me because now he doesn't have it at all. Right. I think that was my takeaway from it is that 
he obviously was made to do this. Right. Like, he was good at it. Him being in that environment was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for him that could have turned into a huge career. Mm-hmm. If he had been nurtured in a way that had taught him time management, figuring out how to do both. But no one did that for him. That's true. But it's it's also possible with Eric that he might not have um, responded to that. Mm-hmm. But it, he deserved to at least have that tried. Right. Um, I also think that... Um, if he, if, if a 17 year old kid did the weather that well for a few days, it would have gone viral and he would have had a job for the rest of his life. Nowadays, sure. Not in 1996. Yeah, in 1996, even more, because now there aren't, back then there weren't a bunch of kids making videos that were prodigies. He would have been the only one. Mm, He would have been the only YouTube star. Yeah. Like he would have had a job. Probably, maybe, but he still needs to finish high school. I agree, but there was no, like, I just don't understand why there were no provisions being made so that he could follow his dream when that's what we're trying to teach our kids to do. Yeah. Is find something that you're good at and that you enjoy doing and do that for the rest of your life. And he had that and everyone was like, do your schoolwork. But if one of our kids were to say they were dropping out of school to do what they want to do like we would we would have already though given them like okay this is a big thing for you so in order to do it like maybe you need to cut back on these extracurricular activities like you need to do your schoolwork during this time of the day Um, make sure you're in your classes but we understand that you're on call during this time you need to tell your bosses blah, blah 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 but we want you I think they were not showing him support for what he was doing. No one was saying, we are so proud of you for doing this. Mm -hmm. We want to see you do well with this. Right. We don't want you to stop doing this. It became how he felt like they were against him. Yeah. I think Amy wanted to, but she was too focused on fighting off Alan than than explaining things to Eric. Yeah. Um, But Alan caves. It's just too late. Yeah. And Eric did get carried away. Like, he was filling in for three days, and he thought that it was, like, his career now. Right. Um, but he didn't really have any guidance there. Right. And the station, uh, Pat, right? Pat? Yeah. He sh- could have had a conversation with him. Yeah. I I feel like for in his defense, he's running a station and dealing with all of this craziness during a blizzard. Mm-hmm. He is not at fault here, but the parents... And even the teachers, I believe, are like you don't let a kid loose in the adult world and then don't teach them how to rein themselves in or help them rein them in or help them along the way. You, It's not enough to just be like, well, here's this opportunity. Go with it and do with it what you will. A 17 year old doesn't know what to do. Like nobody was mentoring him at all. So. That was my takeaway from the episode is it made me sad that he lost his dream because nobody was willing to nurture him into doing what he needed to do. Yeah. He wasn't given a standing chance. So how did you feel about the episode? thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I thought it was really well written. Um, mm-hmm. It was a 
great Eric-centric episode. It didn't involve him being a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, we got more Morgan in this episode than Corey. Yeah. And the Corey that we did get was more Morgan than Corey. Yeah. <laughs> like his things were very odd. Yeah. So we we got a couple seconds of Corey. We got... Yeah, the, our B-plot was Sean and, and uh, Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine this is going to be the last we see of her. Okay. Um, and it was nice to see her play uh, a normal person right. instead of the gr- the good girl. Yeah. But it was also nice to sh- see Sean try to like deal with an actual relationship instead of just, I'm making out with this mm-hmm. girl every, every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Sean's growth is crazy. Like, his growth just from the beginning of the season is nuts. He's yeah. such a more natural person now than he was in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, we need that. Like, we need... The, Corey's going to kind of grow at a normal pace. Mm-hmm. So we have to watch, like, these other characters, Mr. Turner, grow. Right. We have to watch Sean grow. Uh, Mr. Feeney's not going to, like, change as a person, no. as a character. But he does soften towards each character differently. And yeah. Like, right now, this season, we've seen more of him and Eric than anyone. And I like that a lot. It's true. But, like again, like, we're kind of seeing a departure from what it was last week. Mr. Feeney was very in tune with what mm-hmm. to say to Eric. And mm-hmm. this week, he did not know what to say to Eric. Yeah, it's really weird. One week, well, everyone is just like, all right, here's what we need to, we have found. Let's find this thing for you. And, like a college for you and like all of this stuff. And then it's like, all right, we're done. Yeah. But I I think that kind of makes sense for Mr. Feeney too, actually, like the more I think about it. And as I say that, because his, his passion is school. And, and last week, Eric was worried about not finding a school. So Mm -hmm. Mr. Feeney was able to kind of connect to that this week. Eric's thing was, I don't want to be in school. And Mr. Feeney's immediate reaction to that is just to reel back in anger. Like, but school is the most important thing in the world because at 17, he thought that school was the most important thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but you're right. What? Well, you're, you're, what? Ri- you're right. They didn't handle Eric well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much it would have mattered because Eric is so headstrong and wants to do exactly what right. he wants to do, but he wasn't even given the opportunity. Right. Yeah. If we had seen them... Um, guide him some and then it still came out with this this ending then okay but right now it just to me looks like he lost everything and that sucks yeah so and sean lost a relationship because he didn't want to be sisters (laughs) uh so anyway uh, anything else you want to add about this episode are we are we ending it early i think we're ending it early i gotta go pick up the kids um okay well you can find us on twitter at bmg and bmw you can f- email us at bmg and bmw at gmail.com you can find us on facebook just type in bmg and bmw or boy meets girl meets boy meets world you'll find us or our uh dormant instagram hmm who made it dormant well the person who's like look at me look at me i made an instagram yeah How's the Facebook working out? I'm on Facebook all the time. I talk to all of our people. All right, fine. I'm not even being given an opportunity. I got called out for not understanding Donnie Darko. That's true. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> so anyway, anything else you want to say to the people before we go? Before you go pick up our children? I like you people. Aww. I like you people, too. I love you people. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 3, Episode 16. Class dismissed.